0: Hello, and welcome to Spotlight COD, the podcast where we sit down with aspiring artists and performers from our star-studded college community and shine a light on their sleigh. In the spotlight this week, singer-songwriter extraordinaire and OG goth girl... ...it's Selena Gentry. Selena, come on out here.
1: Be afraid. Be very afraid. Welcome. Thank you, it's so awesome to be here. I'm completely honored that you wanted to interview me.
0: My pleasure, of course. So um, why don't you tell me a little bit about what you do here at the school and the kind of art you make?
1: So I am an extremely proud but humble media lab technician for the radio, TV, and media department here at College of the Desert. And I'm a singer-songwriter, uh, mostly in a gothic-feeling genre, but it's a mixture of this and that. Where,
0: where does your passion for music come from? How did you get involved?
1: When I was four, my parents took me to see Peter Pan for the first time, and I was mystified watching kids flying all over the stage. And that was the group slogan, acting, singing, and flying. The incredible comedy kids. So I told my parents, I want to do that. I want to learn how to fly. So they took me to my first audition when I was four. And I landed the part as uh, Woodstock, which is one of those little yellow birds that follow Snoopy around. And um, back then, there were only about five guys who could pull the harness that they used to put you in. That's how they used to do it back then. They put you in a harness and, like, literally pull you and fly you around uh, via rope. And so I did not get picked as one of the kids that got to fly. And so then the next show they did was Mary Poppins, and they didn't pick me to fly on that one either. So I was like, okay, I'm done uh, with this group. (laughs) And then when I was 12, the county health department um, decided to hire a bunch of teenagers because back in the 90s, um, HIV was a huge epidemic and beginning to actually affect a lot of teens and kids, like even as young as junior high school. Mm. So the county came up with this amazing plan to hire teens to participate in acting and playwriting, and they created a bilingual group called Teen Teatro. And so we went around to all the schools in the Coachella Valley where they felt the need was greatest, and our aim was mostly like anti-tobacco, drug and alcohol abuse, and of course, uh, teen pregnancy and HIV prevention. Um, So I think... CV High School back then was something like the third highest teen pregnancy rate in the nation, and Indio High School had a budget for a daycare center at least, but there wasn't a whole lot being put into, like, prevention and education. So that was our purpose until I was about 16, and that was the best job I've ever had Decided. for. Of- from, uh, of course, what I'm doing now. So, (laughs) Um, but it was really cool that as long as we maintained our grades, we got to do that and get paid and also get recognized by a lot of students. So I sort of felt like a local teen celebrity. And they were just like, oh, yeah, you were that girl that played La Muerta in that play about smoking. (laughs) And then I also recall Angel Lua, who is an English professor here now at COD, He used to be the cute guy with blue eyes that would go around getting all the girls pregnant in our shows. So um, I used to run into him at local band shows where his band, the Hellions, would be playing and my brother's band would be playing. And we would reminisce about when we used to work for Teen Theathidoe and he was like, yeah, I was the guy in the shows who would go around getting all the girls pregnant.
0: (laughs) Do they still have that program?
1: You see ads mostly. It's all, all the funding from the Anti-Tobacco Coalition has gone to like ads. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're still hiring actors for the ads. So it's like basically it was like that, but I was doing it live in person and not on TV.
0: That's super cool. I've never heard of
1: that.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, so I have to ask you about your love of the dark arts. Um, clearly, it's such a big part of your identity. Uh, beyond just the superficial goth aesthetics, right? Um, so where do you think that comes from? What, what, what do you think you're drawing from?
1: So my mom is a retired librarian, and I grew up a total library kid with a seemingly infinite amount of books at my fingertips. And so probably my favorite was the work of Lloyd Alexander, who wrote The Chronicles of Prydain, which is similar to Lord of the Rings. Um but it wasn't really made known by anything other than The Black Cauldron, uh, which was probably the the darkest cartoon that Disney ever made. And so it was just not a very well-known Disney story. Um, but that particular series of books I loved far more than J.R. Or Tolkien or Narnia or uh, whatever else was the popular vote. But I always loved adventure fantasy and magic themes as a kid and dressing up and going to Renaissance fairs. And um, my mom was also pretty open-minded. Believed believe we were seated here from other planets and felt a more scientific approach, mm. uh, explanation for why humans exist. But I have also witnessed things I have no explanation
0: for. <gasps> that That
1: defy all logic and likewise have no explanation when I – receive my own messages, either in the form of dreams or like that little voice that is telling me that something is going to happen, either bad or good, when, say, like a a word flashes out of the corner of my eye. and Oh, so you're straight up psychic. Like suddenly, it just suddenly becomes either completely relevant or it already is completely relevant. And I see that it's like it typically serves as a warning. Um, So I think it's good for people to develop that sixth sense and be Mm. in tune with it.
0: So we're going to get into some of your specific songs in a minute. Um, but first, just broadly speaking, what do you think you're trying to communicate through your art? What's what's the mission?
1: I feel there's a lot of pain and heartache and human suffering in what I write about, but there's also hope in my songs as well. And my first full-length release has a pretty controversial title because a lot of people have an aversion to the word suicide. But the album is completely about overcoming the labels that people put on you at first glance. So I titled mm-hmm. it Suicide by Candlelight, which is... Which uh, I think is hilarious, actually. It's a very sarcastic yeah, title. It's yes. it's hilarious. It's a very sarcastic title that I arrived at because the director at Citrus College Recording Arts was making fun of my depressing poetry one day (laughs) during an ORTF mic technique experiment, which is where we had a, a dummy head, basically, that had microphones outfitted in its ears. And we needed to say some words into the microphones. And I happened to have my notebook with me and let this person... Uh, borrow it and talk into the mic and the director goes, geez, Selena, what is this? Songs to Slash Your Wrist To? What's your first album title going to be? Suicide by Candlelight? And I just like (laughs) took what he said and ran with it and wrote the song, Songs to Slash Your Wrist To, exactly about my experience of people just slapping labels on me at first glance without ever really taking the time to get to know me. Um, Then my second full-length album, Computer Nations, is more about the environment and corrupted governments allowing for all sorts of atrocities, especially in underprivileged nations where people still don't have computers or modern technology or basic needs like running water and electricity. And I wrote about the abuses of our own government taking place at the time, like with the Trump era and all the things that I absolutely frowned upon and did not agree with. And now I'm just continuing to work on new songs, more or less every day. Still, as I earn my, mas- my master's degree in songwriting through Berkeley, I actually just started a new class yesterday called Writing and Analyzing Hit Songs. So, with Berkeley classes, we typically um, turn in one song per week. Oh wow! And yeah, and the the best of the best of that work is definitely what I'm considering for future projects.
0: So, I want to talk about your song license number G935315 from your upcoming album of the same name. This song is very exciting to me on so many levels. Um, I want to play it for our listeners, and then afterward we can sort of break down some of the symbolism. But first, do you want to tell them briefly what it's about?
1: License number G935315 is basically about global warming and the decimation of the planet. I wrote from the perspective of someone who's literally standing in rising water after a huge explosion that knocked all the power out, caused her to become injured, so she is disoriented and everything is flooded. And then she sees a truck full of people and decides to trust them to rescue her and get her to a place literally over an hour away where it's not flooded and they can find warmth and dry clothes and working facilities again, like cable TV. Tonight, I said I'd better trust my luck. The driver just cut far the prisons. I'm standing ankle deep in something vicious. You said we've got room for one more, and I'm not exactly sure how I ever paid to sleep there. Will I shudder? In? And I'm The lightnings in the distance, as I feel grateful for existence. It always want me back to you, and nothing seems to change from last year. we
0: And welcome back to Spotlight COD, the podcast where we sit down with artists and performers from our college community and shine a light on their sleigh. We're here with Selena Gentry, and you just heard her song, license number G935315, which to recap is a song about hopping in a stranger's truck after a global warming induced flood. Uh, Wow, okay, so I have so many questions. First of all, tell me about this flood. Is it a literal flood, a metaphorical flood?
1: It's definitely a literal flood. I've seen so many of them on TV and you see people going around, uh, you know, in trucks or in boats and they're rescuing people and they are just, you know, you have to throw yourself at the mercy of uh, the kindness of strangers if you're in that type of situation and just say, wow, the water's rising up around my waist. Um, You know, what do I do? Especially when people are suffering injuries, um, you know, you're just at the mercy of the weather and the people around you that's mm-hmm. that's that's what I'm saying and fortunately I know we had a uh, kind of scary experience going uh, through here the other day with our own kind of first tropical storm that came through here in 70 years but mm-hmm. um, it's definitely a sign that our climate is changing
0: for sure I mean I hear it so much in in this song but in all your work really just this cynicism and this uh, this reality you create through your songs, it's so fundamentally doomed. Uh, but I can also feel this this hope you talk about, sort of this like yearning um, to to reach out and to to be felt and to be understood. And I think that really comes across through this image of like a stranger picking you up in the middle of an apocalypse, just out of the kindness of their own heart. So so tell me a little bit about that. About um, who who this is. Who is the stranger?
1: So within the song, it's uh, a guy that I describe as somebody who just he he looks like Father Christmas. If you can picture that big, long beard, you know, ZZ toppish looking guy who's the the truck driver. And then it, I'm being picked up by a truckload of other people that have been rescued. Um, there's uh, babies in the truck I describe as being, you know, they're, they're soaking wet and clinging to their moms. And, uh, you know, it's, it's, you're just Cold and shivering and, you know, uh, can't even get words out. But um, wherever we're going to this, you know, hotel or rescue mission place, you know, like a shelter, wherever, whatever it is that he's taking us, we're trusting him to take us and hope it's not to some, you know, dark place. S&M dungeon somewhere he's going to do <laughs> whatever he wants with us um you know hopefully he's genuinely rescuing us and taking us to safety I have nothing I have no backpack no key I have I literally clothes on my back and I'm injured and I'm bleeding and so I have the whole uh, point of the song is I don't have my my driver's license my ID nothing with me but I have the number memorized if that helps
0: so next, I want to play a clip from your song "Things," uh, just to kind of show off your range as a songwriter. Because this this album, "Computer Nations," it's got more of a, a, a of a techno vibe. So we're gonna listen to that, and then afterward, we are going to go straight into our skit, Because not only can this woman sing and dance and swallow swords, she is also an actor. Okay, and we're gonna be showing that off.
1: Swallow swords. <laughs>
0: I I don't know. I can see it. I'd believe it.
1: That's Uh, a good one.
0: Stick around. This is (laughs) Things by Petrus Bixby.
1: to your propped up pretentious and pale face. If I was you, I would start to pretend to make your existence a blessing to this place. This isn't some communist manifesto. It's not divided for those in some great need. It's just surrender the lie that you don't owe to the madman of power and This is the era of new information, and if bad mind's becoming the new trend, then when we're seeking the true confirmation, only the truth will show
0: up there. Woo! I'm a
1: Tis I, the ghost of Lady Vandewater, harbinger of death, <laughs> mistress of doom. Oh, hey. Now carry before me or face my wrath!
0: A question, do you like, live here now? Because if so, I'd love to discuss the rent situation. Silence! Hey, my Legos.
1: Are you, are you not appalled by my ghoulish form? Oh,
0: I mean, earlier when you said boo in my ear, you got me good
1: And the ectoplasm. Did you not see the shimmering glittery ectoplasm? Oh,
0: that's what that's called. I always forget that word exists. Ectoplasm. (laughs) Listen, you're clearly super passionate about what you do, and I feel bad because I'm usually such a yes and kind of gal. um, But I'm just like, I have so much going on right now. It's insane Oh. Yeah, like my friend who lives out of state, she left her vintage hair rollers at my place, and I have to figure out how I'm gonna mail it back to her, but like I've literally never mailed anything in my life and it's giving me so much anxiety. You know what I mean?
1: Bro, I was literally torn asunder by horses for defying my husband's will.
0: G sucks to suck. <laughs> wow. Sorry, I'm sorry, I'm-
1: You know what? I think I'm gonna go. Wait.
0: If you really want to scare the bejesus out of someone, you should go to Diane Gorstein's house in Ann Arbor and just be like, listen, sweetheart, the hair rollers, they're gone. They're not coming back. They're uh, in the ghost realm or whatever the We'll f- see. <laughs> okay, nice meeting you. <laughs> Hello, 911. I'd like to report a home invasion. Hi, and welcome back to Spotlight COD. This week, I'm joined by Selena Gentry, a.k.a. Petrus Bixby. And we just heard her in a spooky skit as Lady Bainweather, the awkward ghost. And before that, we heard some of her songs and spoke a little bit about her story and her artistic mission. And now it's time to play a little game. Are you ready, Selena?
1: Ready as I'll ever be.
0: So this is 16 questions. I'm going to be asking you 16 questions in the style of an obnoxious celebrity interview. And you're going to respond to the best of your ability. Um, But every time you don't know what to respond, you can just say, Hamana, Hamana, Hamana. Are you ready?
1: (laughs) Okay, here we go.
0: Okay, cue the music. Question one. Do you believe in aliens? Yes. If you could say four words to Demi Lovato, what would they be?
1: You're a dumb chick.
0: Where does all the love go?
1: Same so place socks go.
0: Where's your accent from?
1: On my, uh, my mom's side, I believe. She's a, my, anyways, yeah, my mom's side.
0: <laughs> do you remember David Archuleta?
1: Yes, American Idol. Yes, yes, unfortunately I do.
0: Can you sing Santa Baby but replace every vowel with awe?
1: Yes, uh, Santa, ba, ba,
0: why does my heart beat so fast when we kiss
1: Uh, you know this is kind of funny but I honestly have not kissed anyone since like 2018 so that's probably why because it like never happens so when it finally does happen it's like the experience of a lifetime
0: Wow! (laughs) if you were one of those two theater masks would you be the happy mask or the sad mask
1: I think it'd be the happy mess because my life hasn't been like that tragic, so probably the happy one.
0: (laughs) Have you ever killed an animal larger than a cockroach?
1: Confession time, yes. I (gasps) squished a bunny with my car (gasps) one time out in the middle of the desert on an accident. It was late at night. I was going 60 miles an hour and it just went boom.
0: Oh my god, watch out for this chick. Name one gay person. Name one more gay person. What would you rate my personality on a scale from negative five to positive five?
1: A positive 11.
0: Do you ever get confused with Selena Gomez?
1: You know what? I actually, she, I, I have been called Selena Gomez, but I actually, I, um, love her makeup line. I wear her foundation every year. She does vegan makeup. And so, um. I actually have a lot of respect for that chick.
0: She's also so big in, like, the mental health arena these days. (laughs) I love that for her. Um, In your opinion, does life get better or worse or stay mostly the same?
1: Working here every year, it gets better and better.
0: Who are you wearing?
1: Who am I wearing? Uh, You want to... I think I ripped the tag out of the back of my shirt because it was itching me. So, um, I, I do not... I... Yeah. And, humana,
0: humana. <laughs> and finally, what gives you the right?
1: What gives me the right? Sign, sign, everywhere a sign, barking at the scenery, breaking my mind. Do this, don't do that. Can't you read the sign? That was
0: beautiful. <laughs> okay, that's it. That was the sixteen questions. Um, was that fun for you? Do you feel like a celebrity yet?
1: Uh, no. <laughs>
0: So this was so much fun. Um, I want to close our discussion today by talking about success. (laughs) Obviously, success is something super subjective and always shifting. Um, So I'm just curious to know what artistic success looks like for you.
1: I mean, first of all, I'm not asking a lot out of life or for wishes to be granted that I'm not really worthy of. I don't mm. think I belong in a palace or several with a butler and a maid and a gourmet vegan chef, a masseur or chauffeur or whatever the most highly successful individuals of the world are all about. Um, I don't feel like the universe owes me anything. And to be perfectly honest, I have to admit, I blocked I out and was born to two of the greatest parents anyone could ask to be born to. So I always um, already feel very fortunate in that aspect. And um, it's a bit odd, I suppose, because I feel like I've spent years just laying down this really solid foundation of education and self-care and discipline Mm -hmm. so that of all the ridiculous, uh, hilarious things, I could find a like-minded soulmate who is essentially vegan like me and preferably a creative type uh, like a musician like me who would enjoy writing and performing songs with me and just really become my best friend and partner in everything that we do and I think the real fulfillment will come when I finally meet that person now that I feel capable of branching out a bit more and not being so self-absorbed And I sort of feel as though I already have everything I could really ask for and now I just want someone to share it with and spend the rest of quote unquote happily ever after with. So I think that if the universe finds me worthy of that, of another soul who is as kind and gentle and uh, devoted as I am, then that means I was successful.
0: I love I love that definition of success, and I'm really glad we got to chat because um, I think what makes you so different from some of the other kids I'm planning on having on the show is that you're like a fully realized artist, and obviously a, a grown person, and uh, you know yourself, you know your voice, you know what you want, and I think that's really important for people to hear.
1: Thank you, I appreciate it. that's a that's a great compliment to say that I um, am fully grown in comparison. <laughs> I still feel like I act like such a kid. So, then. <laughs> thank you.
0: And I also just want to say, um, I see you, and listening to some of your songs, I really, I, I, I saw myself in them, um, and I think that that's, you know, that's that's the goal of art, right? Um, Definitely
1: the connection. I really appreciate that you. I, I don't get a lot of compliments on my stuff, so that I, that makes all the difference in the world to me.
0: Well, thank you so much for being here, um, Selena Gentry, everyone. Thanks for tuning in. I'll see you next week for another episode of Spotlight COD. Bye.